So last week we were involved in the Allsop and Allsop local recruitment event, searching for Dubai's local recruitment talent. That's the first time we've been involved uh, in local recruitment. We normally go to the UAE. So would you class that as a success? Very, very, very successful. I'll give you a bit of an interesting stat. So there's a new program called Dubai Bling on Netflix. Big up Chris Fade. Yeah, Chris Fade, we, uh, we like you a lot. Um, and basically, Dubai, <laughs> Dubai Bling, we like your luck, Chris Faye. Dubai Bling, basically, the following day, Dubai Real Estate was the most searched job on all of LinkedIn. Obviously, I think there's one or two real estate agents on this program in Dubai, uh, on, on Dubai Bling. Correct, yeah. So Zayna's one of them. Did you see Zayna got the cup of coffee through her? Did you see this or not? I've got watched it. I've got to watch it. It kicks off. It does kick off. So while we're talking about our recruitment event last week, it was fascinating to see different people from different walks of life that are truly interested in jumping into real estate that have never done it before in different parts of the world. So if you take a step back and look at our recruitment policy over the last five, six, seven years, we've generally hired for estate agents with UK training, brought them in and taught them the Dubai way. But maybe, I don't know, three years ago, we hired a few people that had local market knowledge of Dubai, but didn't know real estate, but knew Dubai. And what we found is that if you know the local shops, the local restaurants, you know that Alfay Road is busy at 5 p.m., you know not Ted Marina unless you're on an electric scooter in the evening. <laughs> if you know these things, it actually translates into finding people a house. So we took a different approach, didn't we, of finding people with local knowledge. Do you know what was really fascinating? At this event, obviously, we had, I think, probably the best part of 25 different nationalities of people there and, you know, people that, you know, have come from their home countries that have seen and read about Dubai real estate. and. I think at the moment, with everything that's going on around the world, you know, different things, you know, whether it's the UK or, you know, different things happening there, I think Dubai's had so much coverage, so much positive coverage. Mm. I think people are coming to, to Dubai, not only for a safe haven, but they feel that certain next two, three, four, five years is a place that can change their lives. Yeah, I think that there is opportunity. I mean, speaking to the people at the event, so we had Brandy from uh, Dubai 103.8 A there interviewing people. So I was on the radio yesterday talking about that. And she put the, the clips on from people that were interviewed there. And it's such a wide breadth of people. You, you, there was some guy that just flew in from Russia two weeks ago and he was like, yeah, I sell uh, international luxury property in P St. Petersburg. And I'm moving here and obviously gave the reason with the war and everything that's going on. And then there's people from the UK just saying, look, everything's going on in the UK at the moment with safety and, and the even property markets. And even teachers. You know, teachers looking to leave their their current jobs and you know, really look for that opportunity in real estate where you know they can you know, potentially double, triple, quadruple their monthly earnings. So my question I've got a few for anyone watching this, listening to this, um, what is it you think that we need to be looking for when we're recruiting? What is it that you think makes someone special? Right. There are three things that I believe it takes to hire a really successful real estate agent. Okay. So the first one is hard work. And it's such a cliche thing to say, but hard work means not clocking off at five o'clock. It might mean if you're taking a phone call, even whatever it might be. So hard work is an absolute prerequisite. The second one is sacrifice. So when you're coming into this, um, into this environment, the sacrifice could be not going home to see kids being bathed at night. It could be giving up your weekends. It could be um, you know, missing a holiday or an anniversary. Things that you potentially have to miss because this job is 24-7. Yeah. And if you don't pick up the phone or you don't do that, someone else will. 
They're two things. And the last thing I think is risk. So in life, in general, we don't take a risk. I don't think success, you know, big things or success comes. I think, you know, hard work, sacrifice and risk are three key elements of what we look for. What is very advantageous advantageous in someone being successful in real estate is someone's got a winning track record. And that's, again, it's such a wide thing to say, but someone who's been involved in competitive sports, someone has been involved in, in, in um, a sales job before. But ultimately, ultimately, it's very difficult to measure. Someone's a good human being. You know, someone that it has the interest of the client and not just a sale. I think when uh, this goes back to what my dad said, our dad, I think it's my dad. My dad. <laughs> my dad uh, he said when we first set up the company, he said, look, Lewis, he said, life is about risk. He said, put this into real life scenario. He said, if I didn't go up to your mum and shut her, shut her up in a club, you would be born today. And that's as crazy as it gets. And I remember when I first met George and my wife, I literally the same thing. I went up and spoke to her and the byproduct of that has been two amazing kids in a marriage. And that's a massive risk. I know it sounds crazy, but going up and talking to someone in the club and saying, hi, how are you doing? So there is risk and reward and at any level setting up all up and all up was a massive risk. And I said this on the radio to Brandy before. I said, there's a lot of people that have that what if moment. You know, if you see these people on Dubai Bling, big up Chris Fade again, um, or you're watching people in real estate on our social media, seeing people potentially talk about making millions of pounds, then if I was sitting at my desk thinking, why can't I do that? And everyone can do it, but it takes someone to go, do you know what? I'm putting it on the line. Quick story about, so before I moved to Dubai, it was 2007, 2008, beginning of 2008. Lewis had been out here a couple of years in Dubai, was doing incredibly well. Obviously, these are the days before... WhatsApp or really, you know, you know, we're communicating very occasionally over via a pager, pager or <laughs> or SMS. Lewis was earning my yearly salary in a month. So typically, as an older brother and being competitive as I am, you know, I always thought, well, if he can do it, I definitely can do it and better. So I one night was moaning in my hometown in Coventry to my father, and he said, "I said, your dad, yeah, my our dad, yeah," <laughs> and uh, I said, "Yo." Yeah, I should be doing this. I, you know, I'm better than Lewis, blah, blah, blah. And his first thing to me, he said, pour me, pour me a drink. And what I meant by that was, what's, you know, what good does moaning or dreaming doesn't achieve anything? If you want to go and do something, son, go out there with your brother and go and change your life forever. And, you know, that was, at the time, obviously took me back a little bit. Your dad, my dad being so tough on me, but it was the best advice I've ever had. And equally, anyone listening, watching this podcast that's umming and ahhing about going into recruitment, Two things. What's the real worst in, into real estate? Sorry. What's the worst that can happen? And moaning and wishing doesn't solve the issue. So sometimes taking that risk and following your brother out, your brother. Um, so that leads on to recruitment. A very successful recruitment event, having uh, obviously about two thousand CVs come in, selecting a few hundred people. We then got a meeting after to select who we think has the right personality and drive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But. One of the questions we got asked was about the Dubai property market. So, Dubai property market is currently going through a roller coaster of ups and downs, and we're currently on the up. But there's a report out last week from UBS. Do you want to talk about that report? You can talk about that report. Okay, I will. I'll <laughs> carry on. So, UBS um, stated all the cities uh, around the world that are currently in some sort of property cycle. And the main thing that come out of the Dubai is Dubai is still officially classed as uh, fairly valued which fairly valued means that it's it's close to being undervalued, which is crazy with the amount of, um, obviously, growth it's had over the last few years. It's just showed the major dip 
Um, it took hit in 2014. Well, I looked, I seen the report, and I think, if from memory serves me right, Dubai, in terms of value for money, is outside the top 20 or Correct. just just around 20. Yeah, yeah. So if you compare all of the top cities around the world, Dubai is outside of the top 20 or just inside the top 20 for value for money. So I think there's a lot of headroom in terms of growth. I think, obviously, the plan for 2040, uh, I feel like the city will become even more attractive in the next 17 years. Yeah. Um, is that what it is? Seventeen years. Yeah, seventeen years to twenty forty. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so scary. it'll come around quicker than we think. How old are you in seventeen years? You'll be seventeen years. I will 53. be fifty three. You will be fifty three. No, I'll be forty eight. 55. Oh my god, 55. that's retirement age. You get a golden visa. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> so yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot of headroom for 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 for, for to grow. And what one of the questions were people people asking about the market was. People were a bit dumbfounded in their home countries. People come from, you know, someone from the US, Russia. They were confused why Dubai market was so buoyant, but their mm. home countries were starting to see declines. Do you want to just touch a little bit on that? Obviously, we. I think we touched on our last podcast, and I did talk about it on, on the event, but obviously, just to follow up on the recruitment event. Um, Dubai is an entrepreneurial city, isn't it, really? Mm. So. When the rest of the world really started to, I suppose, crumble in the nicest way of putting it, you've seen that Dubai put initiatives in place to make sure that in the entrepreneurial spirit it has, that it would capitalise on potentially people moving here. Because Dubai's growth is based on people moving here. That's the main thing. So over the last, let's say, two years, reforms from visas, the golden visas, the retirement visas, they've now got flex visas that they've got, so they've never heard of my life. 100% 100% ownership of businesses, which we've formally done on our, our business. So there's all these different initiatives to sh- keep people in the country uh, and keep people living here long-term, the retirement. So they're watching that cycle. And I think it's important to know if you look at Dubai as a city, Dubai has never had VAT till last year. So all that money going back into the country. And then you've got corporation tax coming in next year. All this type of investment coming in, 9% corporation tax on business in the UAE, is going back into the city to continue to rebuild. So the actual revenue this city is getting and the people coming here, it makes it such an exciting opportunity. In terms of you know what's ahead for the property market, I think the big thing, that the big difference with the rest of the world and here is there is a lot of liquidity, mm. a lot of cash in the marketplace. Yeah. So you know, unlike the rest of the world where typically you'll find... 95% mortgages as a norm here um, to get a mortgage you're talking a minimum 20% deposit to even enter the marketplace so the interest rate rises we don't think have had an, in, as much of an impact as it has no. let's say in the US or even in the UK I think a big thing here if you're buying a house and this is you know if you buy a house in the UK generally because your values are a little bit higher and people's salaries are a lot lower especially after tax um People having the UK to buy with two names. Yeah. A lot of people here just buy in one name. So effectively, what you're going to see in the market happen with interest rates going up, they need to find a ways to make sure they can buy the house they want to buy. So a lot of our mortgage brokers now are saying, are you married? Does your partner have a job? If you do, we will now take both of your salaries towards income to make sure you can buy the house that you want to buy. So it's just a more mature market, but it's definitely not slowed down. I mean, I'll leave you with this before we get on to the next point. If you're an owner at the moment, sorry, a tenant, if you get kicked out of your house, 150,000 dirham four bed is now costing 280. Mad. So these people, tenants, are reluctant to leave. But when they do, 
they're paying a lot more. So I don't know which one you'd rather be the tenant that's paying double the rent or always, always the buyer or the homeowner. Some always. some things in the calendar to look forward to is obviously November's a busy time in Dubai. So we've got the Formula One in Abu Dhabi, 21st weekend of November. So last day, I think, 21st. Yeah, we've got uh, the golf, which also attracts a hell of a lot of people who can watch the European tour. Um, but also we've got this week, we've got a rate review. So the last couple of rate reviews, we've seen uh, three quarters of a percent rate increase. Um, tomorrow, we are expecting similar to that. Um, thoughts still? Think it make any impact on growth? Look, it's creeping up. I think naturally it's going to uh, stunt the growth. It has to at some point because people's repayments have gone from thirteen to 16000 on a three million mortgage. Obviously, it naturally goes up the more expensive property that you buy. So... I think until the inflation starts to cool, which we've talked about before, I think this is a knock-on effect of supply of cars and goods and everything else. With COVID coming out of COVID, I think we'll naturally start to see this backlog happen because it, it, the inflation can't go on in, in the rate it has in terms of interest rates as well. What we have noticed, and unfortunately we don't have hard um, data yet to supply this to you, but what we have noticed is that the, the price brackets people have been buying at have shifted down. Yeah. So, for example, six months ago, someone was buying at four million dirham villa. They're now probably buying close to three or two two point eight million, and that's because of the impact of the rate rises. The, yes, the prices of the monthly payments has gone up, but also means the affordability shifted down. So, if your if your monthly payments go up, it means your your the, what the banks are allowing you to lend is also less because your financial commitments are higher. So, we've we've noticed that across the board, particularly between. The two to seven million dirham range, we're seeing people shift down in price spans. So I don't, I don't think, and again, I don't think the luxury market will ever be affected at this level. You know, people at that level are buying luxury without the worry of repayments. Anything, I'd say, fifteen to ten million and above, realistically, they're buying it for the location rather than the repayments. Yeah. Uh, but your standard general end user, which is the family purchase, the first time purchase, which is the ecosystem of the whole market. I think will be affected. So that goes on to my final point for the day, biggest sales of the year. So Dubai had its biggest ever week in transactions last week. So it was just over, I think it's 3.6 billion dirhams in sales, Incredible. which is just absolutely wild. Biggest sales uh, to happen. So first of all, a 300 million dirham Palm Jumeirah Villa completed last week. Um, I think the name of the buyer was actually disclosed uh, to, to the press. Um, and that guy went on to buy another villa, which I guess hasn't transferred yet, for 650 million, wow. which is the biggest villa, most expensive villa ever in Dubai. And it's the tip uh, villa on the palm, which means the fronds, the end of the frond, you literally own the whole end of that frond where you have four or five villas essentially put together overlooking the nat- natural seawater. And if you know the palms, you remember, you pay more money as you go more and more out because then this natural sea water becomes more. So someone has bought the end front villa, which is a super plot for, for, for massive money. Then you've got 130 million in somewhere called Island 2, which we don't know where that is. Uh, but finally, 86 million dirhams paid for the World Islands. Whilst we're talking about the Palm and the World Islands, we've got pretty big landmark moments. The handovers of the Royal Atlantis residents are starting to hand over in the next... 60, 90 days? Yesterday, they had their uh, building completion certificate come through, which is the mean, means they're going to get 100% completion on their REST app, which means that they can start to move owners into their 
uh, properties, i.e. me. And what do we think that's going to do price-wise? Obviously, from a homeowner, you want it to jump up, but for me, I can't see it going anywhere but up because it's just, what a development that is. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it is amazing. I mean, there's going to be more super projects like this coming up, but I'm just not sure to what level. I look at the six cents on the palm. Um, I've seen the new one, uh, the Beach House by yeah, uh, Ellington. Ellington. Um, the Palm is actually, in all honesty, taken a major in, like jump up in terms of super luxury. Mm. Like really, really amazing developments coming up. But Did I think they just fix the traffic though. I can't help that, man. Unfortunately, <laughs> you have to get your boat back and forward. Um, so I do, I do believe that uh, the Palm as a whole will continue to dominate the market with the like the resort like the Atlantis with these villas on the Palm being built with the custom villas being built on the sea. The Dubai has, you know, what Dubai has a massive lack of massive lack of um, seafront villas because yeah. there's not enough sea there's not enough seafront uh, land available to build on yeah and I think that's why Tilar and Gaff have built their own lagoon why not build it and they will come and Damak as well and Damak as well yeah before we wrap things up um, bit of a shameless plug so all up and all up we have next year we we have a plan to hire within the next three years up to a thousand people in the business total um, if you are looking to get into real estate by all means love to talk to you if you're not looking to get into real estate if you didn't know, Allsup and Allsup also has a recruitment company. So we hire for lots of different firms, um, airlines, banks, um, and we can help put you into other jobs, other industries. So feel free to reach out, comment. I might as well give a plug. Uh, holiday homes business is near 100% occupancy due to the World Cup. So if you do have a holiday home, give us a call. Give us a call. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.